Hey everybody, welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. Name is Nick and I am, of course, that Catholic Dude. Thanks for tuning in here on Anchor FM and whatever other platform you may be listening to. Heard across ten different platforms now, apparently, I am told. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is the uh, podcast where we talk about anything having to do with the Catholic faith. Um, being a Catholic millennial dude, I don't purport to know everything having to do with the Catholic faith. I don't purport to be the best Christian ever, because if any Christian says that, they are lying. So, I am here doing my best to answer any questions you might have on the Catholic Church, faith, tradition, scripture, saints, anything having to do with our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, here answering any questions, just feel free to call in uh, via the Anchor app, and uh, or leave comments on one of the various websites you're listening to, and I would love to answer your questions or talk about any topics that uh, might be on your mind. So um, I did mention on our last podcast that uh, there were uh, there was another interview forthcoming from that Young Adult Liturg- Liturgical Conference in Mundelein, and that will be coming soon. That's going to be with the Auxiliary Bishop of Chicago, uh, His Excellency Bishop Joseph Perry. So keep looking for that. That'll be up soon. And in the meantime, what I wanted to do was talk a little bit about an awesome feast that is happening today throughout the Universal Church, and this is in you know, and this this is this is like truly a universal feast because it's on the same day anywhere you go, be it uh, uh, in the Catholic Church or in the Orthodox Church. I mean, it's it, it's always celebrated on this day, um, unless of course you know you're using a Julian calendar, but I'm not going to get into that right now. We're we're on a Gregorian calendar here, Gregorian calendar only. Um, but what's really great is that on this day every year, June 24th. We celebrate the feast, or the feast of the Nativity of Saint John the Baptist. Notice that I didn't say just the feast of Saint John the Baptist. We're not commemorating his martyrdom when he was uh, killed by uh, King Herod uh, from by, by decapitation. We're not referring to that. We were referring to his nativity, his birth. And if you think about it, there really are only three times we celebrate the births of anybody in the life of the church, in the liturgical calendar. Of course, we have our Lord's birth, we have the commemoration of our Lord's birth, the nativity, every December 25th on Christmas. Uh, we also have the nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, of you know the Theotokos, the Mother of God. We have her feast on September 8th every year. Then, the church also celebrates the feast of this great saint, St. John the Baptist, and he's also called St. John the Forerunner. You'll hear that a lot Hear that a lot in uh, the Eastern churches, in the Eastern Catholic and Orthodox churches, where they refer to him as St. John the Forerunner. Because if you know your gospel, you know your Bible, you know that St. John the Baptist came before our Lord. He was that light. He was the light uh, shining. Well, he was the light who was, you know, present before that true light came, before the Word uh, he, he's sometimes referred to as uh, the voice, whereas Jesus, of course, is the word. Uh, so, you know, it's a big day in the life of the church. And it's, you know, interesting, if you're in the Latin rite of the Catholic Church, which most of you are, then you'll notice that the 12th Sunday of Ordinary Time, the 5th Sunday after Pentecost, is uh, superseded. It is bumped from the calendar because this is such a huge deal. This is such a huge feast. And I just want to get into a little bit of like why this is awesome and like some interesting connections that I never really considered up until maybe like a year or two ago. And when it hit me, I'm like, whoa, like my mind is blown. Like I, I was like, just like I, I didn't know what was going on. 
and everything clicked just as things often do with uh, Catholicism. It just, it just all clicks. It's, you know, the, the full breadth of Christianity. And I, I really do feel, um, just, you know, I, I do feel bad for our, our separated, uh, non-Catholic Christian brethren, our, our Protestant brethren, because they don't celebrate feasts like this, specifically those which, you know, uh, purport to be evangelical or fundamentalist, non-denominational, whatever, you know, because some churches still retain, you know, a liturgical calendar, obviously the Eastern Orthodox, since they are, you know, churches in the fullest sense, and then, you know, Anglicans and some others, Lutherans perhaps, but, uh, a lot of Christians, especially in America, don't, uh, don't really celebrate this feast and it's it's an awesome feast to celebrate it's so important and you see how important it was in the lives of the early christians you look back to the uh to the fourth century with saint augustine of hippo and you see how important this this feast was even then um you know the, the great saint augustine you know baptized by saint ambrose of milan the doctor of the church and i want to i, I want to read a little bit from this sermon that he gave on the feast of uh, saint john the baptist back during his day back in the the early days of the church uh fifth century i should say i believe it was, the, it was this was delivered in the fifth century at least at the end of the uh fourth century somewhere around there and it it, it shows this link that Catholics and Orthodox too have to the early church that uh, we just unfortunately don't see with modern fundamentalist churches or which purport to be fundamentalist and if they were then in the truest sense they would be true to the traditions that the first Christians our first Christian ancestors had and so this this sermon this selection of the sermon is in the uh, liturgy of the hours uh, for today is the second reading, and it's it's beautiful, and I I just want to read from it because it, it shows like the humanity of Saint Augustine too, because he you know he talks about how like you know I might not be able to explain it that well, but I I hope it's something that gives you at least some thought. Like I mean, he just he, he just sounds like a real guy. Like seriously, Saint Augustine is great. Read his confessions, and it, it it's just great. And um, I'd just like to share it with you now. So here goes. Saint Augustine says. The church observes the birth of John as in some way sacred, and you will not find any other of the great men of old whose birth we celebrate officially. We celebrate John's as we celebrate Christ's. This point cannot be passed over in silence, and if I may not perhaps be able to explain it in the way that such an important matter deserves, it is still worth thinking about a little more deeply and fruitfully than usual. John is born of an old woman who is barren, Christ is born of a young woman who was a virgin. That John will be born is not believed, and his father is struck dumb. That Christ will be born is believed, and he is conceived by faith. John, it seems, has been inserted as a kind of boundary between the two testaments, the old and the new. That he is somehow or other a boundary is something that the Lord himself indicates when he says the law and the prophets were until John. So he represents the old and heralds the new. Because he represents the old, he is born of an elderly couple. Because he represents the new, he is revealed as a prophet in his mother's womb. Finally, he is born, he receives a name, and his father's tongue is loosed. Zechariah is struck dumb and loses his voice until John, the Lord's forerunner, is born and releases his voice for him. 
What does Zechariah's silence mean, but that prophecy was obscure and, before the proclamation of Christ, somehow concealed and shut it up? It is released and opened up by his arrival. It becomes clear when the one who was being prophesied is about to come. The releasing of Zechariah's voice at the birth of John has the same significance as the tearing of the veil of the temple at the crucifixion of Christ. If John were meant to proclaim himself, he would not be opening Zachary's mouth, or Zechariah's mouth. The tongue is released because a voice is being born for when John was already heralding the Lord. He was asked, Who are you? And he replied, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. John is the voice, but the Lord in the beginning was the Word. John is a voice for a time, but Christ is the eternal Word from the beginning. So we see here from what St. Augustine has to say in his sermon, it's just, it, it's clear how important St. John is. He, he is that forerunner. He is the voice, but Jesus is the word. Everything St. John the Baptist does is in preparation for Christ's coming. And you might remember a specific word or a specific, bleh, a specific phrase from the Gospels where, where St. John talks about uh, how Christ must increase. He says, and I quote from John 3.30, He must increase, so I must decrease. And it, it's just really fitting um, that he says this and the, the day that we celebrate his, his birth. Because if you look in the, in the Gospels, look specifically in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, we see that uh, John was born six months before Jesus. If you remember, during the visitation, Mary visits her cousin Elizabeth, Zechariah's wife, while she is pregnant with our Lord, and she sees that uh, you know Elizabeth, even in her old age, she who was called barren, see how this harkens back to Sarah and Abraham, she who was called barren is now conceived, and Elizabeth tells her how you know how blessed she is, you know blessed are you, blessed uh, blessed are you, and the blessed is the fruit of your womb. Your Savior is my Savior is here in your womb, and in the infant in my womb jumped for joy. We see that a baby. A little baby, St. John the Baptist, as he's still in, in Elizabeth's womb, jumps for joy. Already, he's, even in the womb, he's the forerunner. He's telling people about the word. He's telling people, like, guys, this is a big deal. He's telling his mom, like, mom, mom, this is a big deal. Our Lord is here. Our Messiah is here. Jesus Christ is here. Even, even before he was born. So it's it just so cool to know that. And we see, so he's, he's six months before our Lord is born, you know, he, the, the cousin of, of Jesus. And, uh, and remember, Jesus calls him like the, the greatest of the saints. Jesus himself says this. Look in Matthew eleven eleven, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that, I mean, and, and again, it boggles my mind that, so many people don't celebrate this feast today. So many people that are Christians don't even bother to celebrate this. And look what our Lord said about John himself. This is a great day to commemorate things because it it's, it's pointing us to Christ. As we celebrate this birth today, it points us to the birth of Christ to come six months from now. Think about it. Think about this. This is, this is one of the things that blew my mind that I was telling you about. So, you know, I'm just, you know, reading a little bit on St. John the Baptist. And I'm like, I'm curious, you know, like, well, why do we celebrate his feast now? Like, why, why do we celebrate it now? What just happened astronomically? And I'm asking you guys, what, what just happened astronomically a couple days ago? Today's June 24th. What, what did we just get done with? 
the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. So, you know, the sun's setting around 840-something, 840-something p.m. local time, roughly, depending where you're at. And uh, now the days are incrementally getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Uh, you know, we, we don't notice it at first, of course, it's going to be slow, but, you know, come the fall and the winter, we're going to really see it, <laughs> you know, especially with daylight savings time being gone. Um, but we're, we're going to see it decreasing the light. You see what I did there? So decrease, he must increase. So I must decrease John three thirty. St. John the Baptist is born at the same time that the light decreases. And we know that Jesus, of course, is the light of the world. And he is born when? When is our Lord born? Just a couple days after the winter solstice, which has the shortest day of light. He increases. He comes into the world as the light. The physical light is increasing. So the light of the world increases as the light of the world, the sun, increases as well. It's it, it's just, it, it fits so perfectly. It fits so perfectly how how the these apostolic traditions rose from the very beginning and how it's clearly in Scripture. It, it, it's it's just amazing how how St. John the Baptist's mission even his it begins with his birth. It begins with it begins when he's in the womb with with Elizabeth. But I mean, but in a real way, we can see that even from his birth, those words that he says in in the Gospel of John, he must increase and I must decrease. Begin when he's just an infant. He's just an infant. So it, it it's really powerful to see the connections there. Jesus Christ increases in light at his birth. Uh, and it just enlightens us all. It's it's just it's such a beautiful thing. So it's 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 a great solemnity. It's a great day to celebrate. We celebrate his birthday, and then we'll celebrate his uh, his feast, his uh, uh, his martyrdom, his beheading on August 29th, as we do every year. And um, it, it's just, but this is a great time to commemorate, you know, the forerunner. A great day to commemorate uh, how he prepared the way for our Lord. So it's a big day. It's a big feast, like Saint Augustine said. You know, we celebrate John's birth as we celebrate Christ's. This point cannot be passed over in silence. This point cannot be passed over in silence. So celebrate today. Uh, it's awesome that it's happening on a Sunday so more people are able to experience this great feast. Uh, but remember, it's always June 24th every year, so this should always be a special day in the life of the church and the life of Christians. So, you know, keep that in mind. It's just, it's so cool to see how, you know, everything in our tradition is just, you know, weaved with with what happens in scripture everything is it, everything is connected it's that three-legged stool of the scripture the sacred tradition and the teaching authority or magisterium of the church it just it all makes sense and when we uh forget about these traditions even these traditions that have an explicit beginning in scripture it, it's so sad when we see those that mistakenly believe that scripture is you know the 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 sole revelation given to us by God. It's just, it's that one, it's a stool with two legs cut off and just one leg. It's teetering and tottering and it's, it's going to fall over pretty quickly. You know, it's just, I think if we want to get back to our real roots, our real fundamentalist roots, then we need to, uh, we need to do what the early Christians did. And, uh, I see that happening in the Catholic church. 
and it's just you know it's just another i mean the liturgical calendar is just one of many many reasons to uh realize that the fullness of the faith the fullness of that church that jesus founded upon the rock is found within the catholic church just beautiful and it's just i just i, I love our faith and I, I love our lord for uh what he did for us on the cross and for you know allowing us to uh, have this faith be passed down through almost two millennia it's just it's just a wonderful thing and it's a wonderful thing to reflect on so happy feast of the nativity of saint john the baptist everybody i'm gonna scoot out now but uh we'll talk again soon again always feel free to uh shoot any questions at me that you would like to have answered or anything you want to discuss and uh like i said we will have the interview up with bishop perry uh soon in the next few days so stay tuned for that until next time guys i'm nick thanks for listening to ask a catholic dude